You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, Earth Station One listeners. It's time for another episode, and this time we got a great one for you folks. We are going to be talking about the best stuff you ever ate. Yes, I'm being PG-13 on this title. And we are this time, it's been a year since we've done this, so it's going to be a a lot of fun to do. We got a great crew to talk all about it. And this time we are looking at road food, folks. Not roadkill, but road food. <laughs> and it's, you know, when I first came up with the topic, Judy was like, ew, road food? It's <laughs> like, no, not not off the road, but like road trips, you know, because all of us have taken road trips. And, you know, either with your mom and dad when you were a little kid or, you know, as an adult, you want to go follow the road. And You've stopped for breakfast, you've stopped for lunch, dinner, even coffee or snacks and stuff. And there are some amazing places that you're going to pass. You know, some of them are no longer with us anymore either. And it's going to be awesome to be able to find out about this stuff. And we got a great crew here to talk about it. And let's get introductions out of the way. Of course, we have the newbie to the show. Let's welcome Rebecca Davis. <laughs> Hi. Rebecca, you want to tell everyone? Sure. Thanks for having me, everyone. Um, I'm Rebecca Davis. I am a podcaster. I host uh, and produce a show called Three Fries Short about Stargate. And um, I'm happy to be here and talking with ESO and getting involved. So thank you. Exactly. And of course, we have Tyra Burton. Hi. I I don't know who I am. I'm a podcaster and occasionally a professor, and I do a podcast for Coles College with Kennesaw State called Building Bold Connections, and I have a couple of other podcasts that I keep needing to record for. Exactly. And last but <laughs> not day. least, by any means, let's welcome Cheryl Gendron back to the show. Hey, everybody. My name's Cheryl. I am uh, Michael's little sister, uh, much more mature and um, uh-huh. yeah, grounded, sure. centered, cheesy. I think he beats me on the cheesy scale, though. I don't know what you're talking about. You have the <laughs> the fine dapper house and everything, and I have this behind me. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting that way. But it's kind of cool, and it's great to have you back because you actually had been on one of the food shows already. And I love food. Love yes, eating. you're one of the biggest. You and your hubby are one of the biggest foodies we know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I wanted to, you know, that and music, you know, everyone always says, you know, Mike, you go to so many concerts and they say, you think I go to a lot. Look mm-hmm. at the girl below me. You know, she yeah. definitely is. She goes to more music than anybody I know. So it's pretty cool. 
And of course, my co-host for tonight, Mr. Mike Gordon is here. Howdy. How are you, sir? Are you ready for some roadkill? I mean, road food? Yeah, well, like the, like whenever we do these uh, best food, uh, th- this is going to make uh, me hungry. And it's uh, if you're listening, it's probably going to make you hungry as well. So just be warned. We'll put that warning tag on it. Exactly. Food talk ahead. Food exactly. talk ahead. And it's going to be awesome. And we definitely would love to hear from you at home. You know, feedback at ourstation1.com is the best way to get in touch with us or like if you're listening to us through YouTube, feedback is always easy enough. Just put it under the title. Also, while you're here, like and subscribe. It's always a great way to do it. All right, Mr. Mike, you want to be the MC for tonight? I'll take it on the road, right? Uh, exactly. I guess we'll get started. Um, this one Are you going to be puzzle? the Guy Fieri for tonight? No, basically? no, I'm not. No, don't, don't, don't put that on me. Uh, uh, because this one was a this one was a stumper for me. Because I, I'm a, I guess I'm a, a no nonsense guy. Cause I, when I travel, I just want to get to someplace. Like I am not in, I don't like stop and, and shop or stop and look around or stop and like we just go. Like, um, so it was really confusing to me because I was like, well, you know, breakfast, lunch, I just, I just get something and if I can, I'll eat it in the car and, I just keep going like, you know, I just want to get there and then do really cool stuff. Right. Uh, when I get to the destination. So I'm kind of curious as what everybody else is going to choose. My answers are probably going to be pretty pedestrian, uh, if you'll pardon that pun. Um, but uh, um, I, I'm really curious to see how uh, how you guys uh, else you'll, you guys are playing it. So, uh, Rebecca, we'll start with you. What what choice did you have for best breakfast? Um, I have, I had two choices. I have two choices for everything. One of them is kind of a generic thing. And one of them was like a specific thing because I just couldn't pick. So, um, for my breakfast, the generic thing was I've done a lot of touring, playing music, and I've done even international on the road touring. And, um, in England and Scotland, just getting like a really good breakfast or, or like a bacon roll, like in the morning, so good. Like just the bread and the bacon is completely different than it is in America. And I just became obsessed with just grabbing one of those and going. Um, highly recommend at anybody who goes there. They're also super cheap, so really easy to get. Um, and then I thought like farther back in my the history of me to when I was in college and there used to be this tiny little burrito stand right outside of my college, which was Bard College in Annandale on Hudson, New York. And uh, I'm not sure if it's still there anymore. I think it was called uh, Bubby's Burrito Stand. Bubby's? I love Bubby's. it. Bubby's, yeah. It was like a little trailer, like a little, like a food truck, basically, and probably was what started my love of food trucks because I really love a good food truck. But uh, anytime I'd be leaving college, like in the summertime to go home or something, always stop by the burrito stand and pick up a breakfast burrito on the way out. So those were my two breakfast choices. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is cool. Very good. Thank you. Can you tell us about that? I don't know that it, I've ever heard of it. A bacon roll is literally what it sounds like. It's bacon on a piece of bread. And that sounds really plain, but you can put brown sauce on it, which is a very popular sauce in, in the UK. It's kind of like maybe a little bit like steak sauce or something. It's hard to describe it, but it's just the the quality of the bread and it's toasted so perfectly. And then it's just 
it's thicker pieces of bacon than we generally have over here. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of like uh, what do they call it? Like not back bacon, but Canadian toast. bacon, like Canadian bacon. Yeah, maybe a little. Yeah, less hammy. Like it definitely mm-hmm. tastes more bacony, but it's just thicker. Um, and it's very satisfying. They'll wrap it up in foil for you, so you can just take it and go. Um, I think they call it like thick cut bacon or something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And we did a lot of like had to get on buses to to road trip it around there, so it was perfect to just grab and stuff in a bag or something and have on the go. Nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sherry. What about you? So my favorite breakfast that I mean I eat all over the place and. I love a good road trip and we want to map out the best food. We will not go to a chain place when we're out on the road. Amen, um, sister. Right, Literally. bro. <laughs> um, and there's so many breakfast places. I had a hard time narrowing it down, but I did. This was a feast for your eyes, a feast for your taste buds. It was the Worcester Diner in Worcester, Massachusetts. We were up there for a music festival. Spelled Worcester. Right. So don't get confused, but it looked like a trolley car. It's Worcester, the Worcester Diner. The waitress was a beautiful old timey, you know, the, the, the perked, you know, the, uh, the, the cat eye glasses and a little, you know, very attitude-y, but boy, the food was the bomb. We had a, a ricotta strawberry stuffed French toast and it was not fancy. It was like a ricotta, poofy, cream cheesy thing falling out the sides, very poofy bread. I mentioned Texas toast and that was kind of a Texas toast. And we got, this is how we roll. That was for the whole table because we all wanted to get our own breakfast entree too. So (laughs) boy, I I just dream of going back to that place up in Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts, W-O-R-C-E-S. Very, very much familiar with it. That's where I went to college. Uh, yeah, yeah. So do I, you know that Worcester Diner then? Mike? I do. I do know the Worcester Diner. Yes, uh, awesome. I am familiar with it. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been there. So, uh, and it wasn't really close to the college, if I correct uh, my, because uh, I went to Clark, and I, I think it's more towards downtown, right? Yeah, so downtown area, I think. Um, well, that's where but, the festival was, so it probably was down there. And there was a long wait. I mean, it's a, it's like a dining car. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. I love diners. It? So, uh, very cool. I did not expect. That's the second day in a row where I did not expect uh, to hear about Worcester. So, uh, <laughs> yesterday I met somebody who was actually went to my college, which is just uh, amazing to me that I don't usually meet alumni, uh, fellow alumni. But anyway, um, <laughs> Tyra, what about you? What's uh, what do you have for breakfast on the road? We love breakfast and we love a good buffet because you know you can try everything. So my favorite is actually La Pavilion in New Orleans. It's across uh, down the street from the stadium near the French Quarter. And they have um, jazz playing while you're eating and somebody's playing a live piano. And it's beautifully decorated and you feel like you're a king or queen while you're eating. And the made-for-you omelets are fabulous. And I would go there again in a heartbeat. Nice. Very nice. Wow. Jazz, live jazz playing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty for awesome. Breakfast. <laughs> for breakfast. breakfast. For breakfast. Well, I think I would usually drinking. be like, oh, it's too loud. Okay. I've never <laughs> been in Orleans, but I, I understand <laughs> oh, that jazz no. is just playing everywhere. Like, yeah. no matter what you're doing. Like, right? Like, yeah, if you, even if you're using the loo, like, there's somebody playing jazz there, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, just everywhere. Long time Dixieland. <laughs> yes. 
and drinking. There is also drinks oh, yes. oh, yes. involved. And drinking. There's oh, course, yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. And anytime. at breakfast. At of breakfast. course. <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, what about you? Okay, I'm going to go follow around with my sister, actually, a little bit. It's someplace we actually went all together um, when we were driving up to Maine. Um, we had met at the airport, and then we started taking off in the morning. Uh, we went to Salem, Massachusetts, actually, and we went to Deb's Diner. And mm. Deb's Diner is this That's little delicious. old car. It's also a train car. And it only has eight seats in the whole diner. And you so people line up on the weekends to get into this place. And it's cash only. And they when you order say you want some eggs and bacon and then they say and it also comes with pancakes it also comes with toast it comes with also a side of you know french toast and you know they just keep on bringing the food and bringing the food and bringing the food and everything in there is made from scratch that's why <laughs> and it was just amazing and you know and they talk to you they get to know you they don't rush you out of this place either it's you know such a small seating but, you know, sometimes people stay an hour eating breakfast in this place. And it's just amazing. I would recommend this to anybody if you ever get a chance. And it was not like anything else we've ever had before. They just kept on bringing food. Oh, do you want to try the, the brand new challah French toast <laughs> we started? And they bring you samples of everything also as they're, you know, doing it. And it's just, it was just amazing. And they were the so nice. They were exactly. nice. Exactly. Like? And the coffee was just to die for. So, mm. you know, a breakfast place has to have good coffee, you know, because oh, wow. that, that, so. that can kill a, a breakfast right there if it's bad. Yeah, I would say that could kill a lot of things. I'm not a coffee person, so I, I trust you on that. But um, uh, yeah, I did not expect two of these choices to be in Massachusetts. So that's amazing. Um, mm -hmm. My, Even though I grew up there, my choice is not in <laughs> in Massachusetts. Um, and this, like I said, these are tough for me because usually, you know, we're at the hotel. We just have the breakfast there and we just I just load up on protein. I just load up on on whatever because I never know when I'm going to have lunch. So I don't want to be hungry for like four or five hours. Uh, I just want, I just want food. Um, and it doesn't really matter to me. Um, just as long as it's semi-decent, you know, um, mm -hmm. and some hotels are better than others, of course, but, uh, um, uh, and then, you, you know, you don't I, like egg loaf. Egg loaf <laughs> no, I, and I certainly don't, I will say the hotel that I stayed at this past weekend not to mention any names, but they use the, I hate even hate to say it, but they use the, the powdered eggs, the powdered oh, scrambled oh, eggs, which oh, is just uh, the worst. This is, the, this is emphasis on the cuss words, not on the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, so I, I, you know, I was thinking like, okay, so where have I gone that if I wanted to have a great breakfast before I left somewhere, where would I pick? And Mike and I have been to this place and it's some place that we didn't go to breakfast, but it was really awesome. And that is Aretha Frankenstein's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, it uh, is amazing. It is the best place I've ever, the best pancakes amazing. I've ever had in the world. Uh, is this it place. downtown? Uh, it's it's just off actually, of downtown. it's, it's okay. across the river um, from the aquarium. Okay. Yeah. 
and so it didn't and close, it, you guys? Didn't it close during COVID? It, or closed, it closed during COVID. It did close during COVID, but they brought it back. Yeah. And again, you, another another limited seating area. Yeah. And you, they only have like five tables in this place, but they also have like a like a counter, so you can come in for that. And again, people line up for this, but you could also get their pancake and waffle mix at the grocery store or order it. So yeah. I have to tell you guys, after the last podcast, I wanted those pancakes so bad. I ordered them and then bought them for all my friends for Christmas and wow. for my kids. So I bought wow. them homemade maple and, and the Aretha Franklin's. And the box is so fun, you guys. It's like really like an old time cereal box, like but where you get the mix. So yeah, it was a big hit because you have to use buttermilk. I think that's the secret is buttermilk. Uh, mm -hmm. I think so. I think so. Um mm -hmm. But not good yeah, for those really vegetarians for, out there. Yeah. And uh, I think I just had the pancakes, so I didn't, I can't, uh, you know, the other food. But I mean, if you're going to, I can't imagine going to Aretha Frankenstein's and not getting the pancakes. Uh, I mean, I'm sure their other food is good, but the pancakes is what the selling point is for me. Um, and so, yeah. So, um, all right. Any honorable mentions for places to go for breakfast? Yeah, I want to add one. I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. Kyra inspired me. There's um, the um, the in, in New Orleans. There is another um, amazing place for brunch, Michael. We went there, the Commander's Palace, where you. I mean, that Bam. is a super beautiful place to eat. So much New Orleans class. Um, but on Sundays, uh, I don't know if it's just Sundays, but during the brunch, often there are there's a three piece that goes around with a standard a bass, jazz band, a trumpet yeah. player, not a trumpet, uh, not a trumpet, but a trumpet player. They'll sing, you know, I'll fly away while you're eating. Um, one time we went there for brunch. I don't know and that they, song. I fly away while I'm eating. <laughs> um, <laughs> They did a woman's purple hat club and we're sitting there eating and all these women came in of like from like babies all the way up to 90 with like fancy hats. And one of them got up and started singing. I was like, and the food, let me tell you mm -hmm. about the, the best strawberry shortcake you'll ever have. So, oh, the food was amazing there. And that's where Emerald Lagasse actually got his start. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. If you ever get to New Orleans, definitely go to Commanders. It is it's in the yeah, it's in the Garden District. Stay away yeah. from um, Bourbon Street. French Quarter. You yeah, you don't need the French Quarter. <laughs> I like the French Quarter. The French Quarter is great, but it's a tourist trap. You know? Well, not yeah. Bourbon. Just don't go to Bourbon. There's, there's yeah, lots exactly. of great places. There's a really great seafood place right off of Bourbon that's cheap and grungy and awesome. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> it's not Coops, is it, Tyra? Did you go to Coops? Is it across from Sinesta? Um, no, it's a little bit further up. Okay. Yeah. You might be thinking, yeah. So right. it's pretty, there's some other, you know, and, you know, for cheap and easy on the road, I'm going to say, you know, Waffle House is always. No, no. Hold on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Waffle yeah. House. I'm standing alone <laughs> in Waffle my Waffle House. Waffle yeah. House. I'm a native yeah. Georgian. Waffle Houses are awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Or as All right, I'm the, logging off. I'll see as, you guys later. As the pin uh, I bought yesterday calls it Southern Hibachi. Exactly. <laughs> it's dinner and a show. You just don't it, know what the show is. It is. Be. You just never know what you're going to get. When you're those potatoes that just like have a, they just take a piece of cheese and just stick it like American cheese. Exactly. It. It's exactly. Fabulous. It's so awesome. 
And then you, you got, get you know, two if you ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I exactly. Know it's covered, capped, and diced, and you yeah, know, all they spread. Have a for it. That's exactly. Nice. It's it's awesome. And you know, I before I moved to the south, I would go Waffle House. Oh no way! But it's something about it that just grows. Is it the ashes yeah. that mix in with the yeah, all of it, all of it, all of it. <laughs> so it's good. wonderful. Um, you know. When I had when I was in college in New York, I had a northern roommate, and we did a, we did a cultural exchange. Um, <laughs> she came down for half the um, half the spring break here, and then I she was from New Jersey, so I went to New Jersey. So I introduced her to Waffle House, and she introduced me to a proper New Jersey diner. So like, but, which is always Rebecca, working. how could you how could you go back after that? <laughs> oh, easily, <No>. easily. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle House. I will, I will forever is sing the praises of Waffle pinch, House. So. I hear you. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing like it at three o'clock in the morning when you're not no. exactly. That's the best time. That's the exactly. best time. Exactly. Yeah. You're driving, you know, somewhere late at night and it's dark and then you see the glowing yellow sign and you, you know, it's just like, oh, it's Waffle House, <laughs> you know. And, you know, and the, and the same lady with the, you know, the hairnet and everything is working at each one you come to. So, uh huh. So it's perfect. There are clones. Unless they quit while you're there. Right. (laughs) I've had that quit on you. (laughs) Well, I certainly, uh, when I moved to Atlanta, I uh, was impressed by the number of them uh, because I didn't think anything could rival the amount of Dunkin' Donuts places there were in Massachusetts. (laughs) And yet, Waffle House comes very close. Yeah, just never I mean, tell somebody that you're going to meet them at the Waffle House on Peachtree, you know. Oh, you know. gosh. <laughs> that could be anybody. All right, exactly. so that's uh, that's done. We're done with breakfast. It's time for lunch. We're on the road. Tyra, where are we going? Okay, this is my favorite because uh, we actually rerouted our trip to go there again. It's called Bogart Smokehouse in St. Louis, and mm. they close at 4 o'clock or until they run out. And they usually run out way before four. And if you want to get the Burt Ends, you got to get there when they open. Oh, I love Burt Ends. I do too. I felt <laughs> that's where I fell in love with Burt Ends. But we actually rerouted our trip so we could go there twice. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. Good. You have it on the way back? Yeah, we went over to Kansas City. My husband's a St. Louis Cardinals and Kansas City Chiefs fan. So it was our sports trip. We were doing stadiums and we actually rerouted back through St. Louis <laughs> on our way home so we could go twice. Nice, nice. All right, all right. Uh, Shuri, we'll go with you. All right. Yeah. So, as, as the um, gourmet of the group. Well, it's snooty, right? A little snooty, it seems. Um, so um, I had, uh, I wanted. I hope I'm not stealing Michael's thunder, but um, Mike and I and our and our spouses went on a um, trip up to Maine, and we ended up in Portland and ate at the um, Lobster Shack. Um, in Portland, which was right on the water, it and the food, the, there was no ambiance. It, it was a shack, and it was expensive, but it wasn't fancy. It was Waffle House, probably, but it was <laughs> no delicious, delicious everything fried. But the lobster rolls, of course, were the highlight. They were so good, Mike. I think you got fried clams. Did you get fried I clams? did. I did. Yeah, that's his thing. And, um, but we all kind of took bites of everybody's. And again, you know, it was a rocky coast. Um, 
perfect Portland, like perfect Portland. So mm-hmm. um, it didn't seem too touristy, but it probably was. But I mean, it was definitely off the beaten path. It's it's off the beaten path and it's south of the Portland lighthouse. And uh, everyone sees the pictures of and everything. And my friend Eric Rasmussen actually introduced me to it when we came up to visit him. And it is an amazing, amazing seafood shack. And that's what Maine is known for is the seafood shack. If you are a fan of seafood, clam chowder, the, you know, the fried clams, the lobster rolls, and, you know, and also you can get the fried cod and it's just amazing stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a shack. It's like, um, Waffle House style. Right. But it's, (laughs) here's your lobster roll for $44. (laughs) Yeah. And they can get away with it because it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Waffle really House is not forty four dollars. No. no, that's what I mean. It's all <laughs> the, you know, the, no, none of the bells and whistles, but yeah, it's great. But it it's interesting because you know when we were in we we were coming up for a wedding in um, our cousins in Massachusetts, and we went to Quincy Market in Boston, and. There was a another runner-up. There was a great. It was voted one of the best um, lobster rolls in Boston, and we had gone. Cheryl was with us, and we had gone, and it was amazing. And they also had lobster mac and cheese, and it was just, it was just amazing stuff. Is that your pick as well? No. Mike? no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll hear your pick in a second. But Rebecca, what about you? Where would you go for lunch? I had a hard time with lunch because I feel like I have so many, so many choices. And it's interesting because other people have already mentioned New Orleans. But I'll give my my generic one first, (laughs) which is if you're ever road tripping through Germany, do yourself a favor and get donor kebab. Um, It's like literally the best grab and go food in Germany, which is funny because it's Turkish, but but it's like they're everywhere. And I have never had a bad one there, like anywhere in Germany. So highly recommend. Um, but no, I went with the Mofaletta from Napoleon House in New Orleans. Um, I, the time I went to New Orleans, I think I ate Mofaletta at Napoleon House three times while I was there. Like, no lie. Love a good Mofaletta sandwich. So, and they come, they're like, if you, you can't, you order them in fourths because the whole sandwich is like literally this big. And then they cut it into fourths and you can like order a half or a fourth or a whole. So, so yeah. what is a donor, 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 donor kebab? They like, it's like they should, you know, they like meat on the spit and they shave it off yeah. and they put it, put it in a pita and they put all the, the like, um, Mediterranean Turkish, like sauces and stuff all over it. Re- usually actually really fresh vegetables too. So it's a, mm. just a really good sandwich, like in a, like wrapped up and it's, they're just everywhere, like in Berlin, especially at like all, on almost every corner, you've got a donor kebab shop. So um, that's just is become it like there, the, like, is it the meat of a gyro or, or yeah, it's or... yeah, it's like gyro meat um, mm-hmm. and or you can order different ones, too. There's chicken, you know, they usually most of the places will offer a lot of different kinds, but um, they're just it's delicious and it's everywhere. So don't be afraid if anybody's ever traveling through germany 
get some donor kebab. I actually got some in Ireland one time too, weirdly, and it was also delicious. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think to... that's kind of like the Mexican, like you know, Mexican food in the South is probably it's probably not even super accurate donor kebab compared to Turkish in Germany, but it's still delicious. Yeah, I used to see mm, shops like delicious. that in, when I was in London, and you kind of mm. would worry. Cause like, you're like, how long has it been spinning in that place? Like all day, yep. like, you know, but I was so good. You didn't care. You you just gotta be adventurous <laughs> and, and just, 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 just have faith that it'll be okay. <laughs> exactly. It's so good exactly. though. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. I was going to say, what a way to go. Right. Like, you know. right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Mike, what was your pick for lunch? All right. It's another place. My sister has been with me. Um, we're going also to New Orleans, and we are going to Krabby Jack's for our favorite <laughs> po' boys. If you are a fan of po' boys, folks, it was amazing. It is literally a hole in the wall that you could drive past and not even notice. And you'd be driving by, and you'd see a lot of people standing outside in line to get in. And you're like going, what is this place? And it is some of the most amazing po' boys. And I've had po' boys like at Mother's in New Orleans. I've had, you know, a couple other places. But uh, Krabby Jack's takes the cake. These things are huge and they're good. And you can mix the t what kind of po' boy you want. Like I got a roast beef and shrimp boy, and with the you know with the fix what do they call it, the fixins and stuff so they pour the sauce <laughs> on it and everything and it is just amazing i think they uh, call it dressed right dress the dressing yeah. that's it and it is po'boy it's if you're in the mood for a po'boy you will not go hungry in this place if you so. like fried shrimp this is where you go i'm telling exactly. you but the locals know that the roast beef is the way to go. So mm -hmm. I go down and get that. Exactly. Shirt. And, and they, you know, they, they ask, you know, do you want the, the burnt ends on it? Or do you want, you know, you know, how do you want the meat? And it's just, it's just amazing. You know, there's crawfish yeah. po' boys. There's, you know, there's so many, there's chicken, there's shrimp, there's, and it's, there's oyster po' boys. It's, it's just amazing what they have there. And the food is just beyond belief. And it's, it's to die for. It's really that good. Wow. So wow. very nice. Well, I'm glad yes. to hear because my husband loves mothers and I'm okay with mothers. So I got to drive him to Krabby Jack's now. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's it's off the beaten path, Ira. It's not downtown. So you definitely, it's like past the garden district all the way. It's know. almost the airport actually. Yeah. Like it's oh, actually wow. a nice place to stop either on the way or to the airport, you know, like maybe coming or going into New Orleans. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of airports, I um, this one was a tough one for me because, like I said, when I'm on the road, lunch is just not a luxury that I indulge in because I just want to get to where I'm going. So uh, I'll usually just snack or whatever. Uh, I sacrifice lunch because I've had a big breakfast. When I get to where I want to go, then have dinner, whatever. Uh, so I was really puzzling. What, am I, what, what would my choice be for lunch? But then I remembered the traveling, right? Now... Airport food, not usually something people talk about. Uh, but I will say that this place is someplace that whenever I would pick someone up at, at the airport or whenever I was going somewhere, I would try to get there early to go to this place. When I was picking someone up, 
before we left, we would eat at this place because it was that good that we didn't, you know, want to go home right away. And uh, I don't think it's at the airport anymore, actually, but it's a small chain here. Uh, maybe it's a large chain, but it's the uh, Atlanta Bread Company. I love sandwiches. Uh, and this this is a deli and it's also fresh. Uh, the uh, vegetables and all that stuff are fresh and deli. it's it's really good. Um, uh, they have deli sandwiches there. It's not a deli for New York deli. No, I will say that. <laughs> no, but, no. Uh, so, uh, okay. Okay, Faber snobs. You just hang out over there. We'll be at Waffle House. This, this is if we're going to allow Waffle House. Yeah. Waffle House. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if we let a Waffle House into this. You, you got to let in Atlanta bread. Yeah. I would, I would yeah. eat at Atlanta bread company like 10 times before I'd eat at Waffle House once. So... Uh, and I don't have anything against Waffle House, but, um, but no, I, I, I like a good sandwich and they make a good sandwich, uh, and their bread is great. They're a bakery as well. Um, and, uh, I wish I, I, uh, we, there's not any at the airport anymore. And I actually, I don't even know where one is because a lot of them have closed. There is one in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, no, <laughs> I think there's company? one in Greenville, yeah. Maryland. Yeah. Really? Right. Yeah. yeah. One on Mike, Parkway you can get your Tennessee. bagels there from now on. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I think that's where Aunt Carol was hiding. Or what was it Aunt Carol that was hiding? Who was hiding at the airport? Remember when um, somebody surprised oh, dad? And yes. dad was <laughs> at the Atlanta Bread Company. <laughs> Ma'am? Can I? I don't remember. My dad always had such a great story. But they tried <laughs> to surprise my aunt or my aunt surprised yeah, it, him. It's a long story, folks. You Sorry. Don't <laughs> Edit that out. No, it's staying in. <laughs> nope, nope. It's nope. staying I, in. Michael, anyway. come see me. There's one in Kennesaw. Oh, okay. All right. right well, that's a reason to go there because, uh, yeah, because a sandwich to me, like it, like certain sandwiches weigh you down and other sandwiches like kind of lift you up. And if it's full of like, you know, fresh food, it lifts me up. So I get energy from that. So I, I, I appreciate what Atlanta Bread Company does. So um, they don't make sandwiches as good, as good as I do at home. But, you know, mm -hmm. that's. Nobody does, dude. Nobody, yeah. nobody does. That's true um nobody oh, does it better but we're talking about on the road all right so now we're going to dinner right, right. So, honorable mentions honorable mentions oh yeah sorry about that yeah mike you got an honorable mention yeah honorable mention is it waffle and, house again no it's not a waffle house this time <laughs> it's it's better it's bucky's folks oh uh, yes. i have a prop for that too yeah I, of oh, course. That's <laughs> oh hello I, you know I, I knew, I, Bucky's. I knew yeah. Bucky's was coming into it, but <laughs> yeah. I actually, I thought it would be in the last category. So uh, a, he's a bit of a Michael Faber. He's a bit of a Bucky's bully. Actually, we were Bucky's on bully. the road. <laughs> Bucky's bully, and he was relentless. Stop it, Bucky's! Bucky's, you got the brisket. You got to eat the brisket. Oh, well, so the, the brisket is good, though. The, the, brisket, brisket, the brisket is good. The, the brisket is amazing, and, and truthfully, jerky. Bucky's is also has. All these different types of jerky, including venison, and vegetarian. By the way, yeah, I know. But Cheryl, they cater to vegetarians too. They also and... have running shorts. I bought a pair exactly. of running shorts. There. I just—they <laughs> got me. I walked in. I didn't know what to do. I ended up with all this Bucky's merchandise. I don't. And I don't even run. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, but truthfully, Bucky's also has the best bathrooms anywhere. Yeah, that's my brother, well, that's that, texting me. That is Brisket true. Their bathrooms bathroom. are pretty good. When you're on the road and you need a good bathroom, there they're pretty good. 
Yeah, you have to get rid of the road food. Come on, you know, somewhere. <laughs> That'll be the next podcast. Exactly. Where yeah, do you get rid of them? That's another no, reason why I thought Bucky's was going to be last on our on our choices. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, <laughs> um, truthfully, for lunch, Bucky's is amazing. It's not that expensive, and truthfully, their brisket I would put it up with almost anybody's. Not and, with Judy's. No, it's different. It's different. But yeah, <laughs> and but yeah, it's awesome for the sandwiches, but also. They do homemade potato chips. They do, you know, all this really cool stuff that they make from scratch at the restaurant and everything. And so it's pretty cool. And, you know, they have a full deli there. And a sec, uh, my second runner-up, though, is also Publix for lunch on the road. <laughs> Their subs um, are good. The, the subs Publix, are great. The public subs are amazing. And if you're a fan of chicken, I would recommend their chicken tender sub. It is, can't be beat. By any place, yeah. so I like a that, I like a good ultimate sub from them. They're, that's really solid. Mm-hmm. There's no Publix up here. I know, I know, but you no Bucky's either. But you guys no have wa- you guys no have Waffle Wawa. House either. You have Wawa. There is waffles. <laughs> oh, Wawa. Wawa though. Wawa. Yeah, Wawa. Wawa has was, great subs. Also, I was also introduced to Wawa from that same college roommate. So. Yeah. <laughs> Cultural exchange. Mm-hmm. Any exactly. other uh, options for lunch? All right. Oh. We're going to get right to dinner then. All right. Uh, uh, Sherry, we'll go with you for dinner. What? Uh, where are we going? We're headed back to New Orleans. Do, do, I, need, do I need to wear a suit? No. <laughs> we're going back to New Orleans. You never wear a suit so on the road, do you? So interesting. I know you guys. That's what Bucky says. Um, <laughs> Mike had um, Krabby Jacks. Krabby Bill. Krabby, who is it again? Krabby Jacks. Krabby Jacks. Krabby Jack's is actually owned and operated by Giacomo's, the same owners of Giacomo's downtown. It's not in downtown New Orleans. It's out all the way out, all the way out, down, 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 um, in the Garden District, deep in the Garden District. It's spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E, Jacques Imo, um, Giacomo Finane, like the song. Um, it, it is in an old rickety house. You to get into the dining room, you go into the kitchen and out of the kitchen. The ambiance is awesome. They serve you a piece of alligator cheesecake. Again, a lot of this stuff is before I became a vegetarian, <laughs> pescatarian, I should say. But um, anyway, their food is delicious. If you like fried chicken, if you like um, redfish, they have you know just the freshest, yummiest food. Really original, very fun spot. They even have a table out front that's in a back of a pickup truck. So um, <laughs> it's right next to a famous, um, a really infamous uh, music club called the Maple Leaf, right on Oak Oak Street, down in um, the past the Garden District again, all the way down um, into into the heart of New Orleans. So it's my spot. Mm. Nice. All right, man. New Orleans coming up a lot. Rebecca. I have a story. <laughs> Don't we I all? Don't have we story. all? Story. Um, story so I lived in South Korea for two years. And while I was there, my boyfriend and I decided we were going to ride our bicycles from Seoul to Busan. So across South Korea. Um, so this is definitely a road trip of a sort, <laughs> which is on two wheels instead of four Uh, And about halfway through the country in the middle of nowhere, it was raining one day. Um, It was getting late. We were very worried about getting to the next place we wanted to stop. We go down into this valley and we start hearing like chanting going on. 
was really bizarre. And then all of a sudden, a monk in a golf cart comes driving down. A monk in a golf cart. A monk in a golf cart. And he's saying things to us in Korean that even though we had some Korean knowledge, his accent was completely different from Seoul. We had no idea what he was saying, but he was motioning us to follow him. So we went up with him to his very small, like kind of lashed together building temple and they served us bibimbap that they had ready made for dinner on um, the premises. They, uh, it was delicious. It was vegetarian because it's Buddhist. They were vegetarian. So a vegetarian version of bibimbap. Um, <laughs> if you've never had bibimbap, it's like one of the signature Korean dishes. If you like spicy food, you should find Korean food and try it if you never have, because it's all delicious and usually pretty hot. So if you like hot stuff, Mm. eat Korean food. Um, But then they, uh, at like four o'clock in the afternoon, because it was like, that was dinner time. They then were like, here, you can stay in this room and go to bed now. (laughs) So it was five o'clock at night. We're having to go to bed. But then at 11 o'clock, we were woken up by a drum ceremony that just was happening. It was the most bizarre night ever. Are you sure? Or you didn't dream this, Rebecca. I did not dream it. I have pictures. Uh, it sounds I have dreamy. Pictures. Say, what was in the tea? I have... <laughs> I have the I have the proof, but it was it was wonderful. Um, all all that to say, uh, eat Korean food if you never have, and there's plenty of good Korean food, especially around Atlanta. Um, there's lots of there's a big Korean community, so go find yourself some spicy Korean food for dinner. Nice. That is awesome. Tyra, <laughs> where are we going for lunch? Uh, for going, dinner, sorry. We're going to Las Vegas. Woo, hey. Vegas, baby. <laughs> so I was lucky hey, enough are we to, going to the same place? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, <laughs> so I got lucky enough to go to the Consumer Electronics Showcase, and I was there by myself and running around trying to find some place to eat. And Morimoto's uh, at the MGM Grand. Uh, had a bar that I could eat at without a reservation. And it was literally the best sushi I've had in my life with mm. the best bartender who served me amazing Jameson and mm. told the guy next to me when he said something about me using my fingers to eat the sushi that uh, Chef Morimoto ate with his fingers. Mm. <laughs> and I was proper and the guy could go shove it. And then I got more Jameson's. It was Aww. wonderful. <laughs> but Sounds literally, like a great night, Tyra. Oh, it was. And the Best sushi ever. If you love sushi, you can't beat Morimoto's. The one in Orlando love sushi. is spot on as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time we go to Disney, we eat there too. So Morimoto's, wherever you are, go eat there. Morimoto's. All right. You know, the Mike, Iron Chef. Mike, where are we going for dinner? We're staying in Vegas, actually. But we're going, over, we're going over to Caesar's Palace. Uh, and we are going to the Bashano Buffet, folks. We are looking at the king of buffets in Las Vegas. <laughs> this is a place that you are guaranteed not to leave hungry. It is all five-star f- restaurant buffets, different stands, different areas. You know, you have, you first thing you could have deli food. Then you could have roast beef but five different types of roast beef. Then they have pork and then they have sausage. Then they have, you know, and it's like a meat, meat eaters paradise. Then they have vegetarian dishes, salads, and, but also chef inspired dishes for vegetarians and such. Then they have 
you walk over to the next station, it's all Asian food. It's not just Chinese food like you find at a Chinese buffet. It's Thai. It's Vietnamese. They have bowls. They, you could custom make your own bowl of pho. It is just amazing. And these are not little tiny dishes. These are huge bowls of pho. And, you know, and each... Each one gets better and better as you're going through. Then they have an Italian section. Then they have German. And then, you know, and it's just like different cultures. And then they have a dessert one that's just to die for. And you literally look like you've gained 20 pounds walking out of this place. <laughs> you are eating so, so much in this place. Uh, Judy and I went there when we went to Vegas like five years ago when we got remarried for the third time and we celebrated that time after we got married by Elvis, before we went to go to see Beatles love, we went to the buffet and it was just amazing. It was, wow. it was worth it. It's not cheap. I think it's like, like 70 or $80 a person, mm -hmm. but dude, you are, you, you eat your way through this money <laughs> perfectly. I'd rather spend the money on this than waste it on the tables. So that's how much I enjoyed it. It was nice. pretty amazing. The wow. buffets in Vegas are just amazing. Yeah. I have exactly. heard that. And, they, and, and they've, up, they've upped the game too. It's just awesome. I think when I was 10 or maybe younger, uh, we went to disney world in orlando for i don't know if it, i think it was the second time but it's this one time i really remember because i was early i was younger before that and i don't really remember that trip but we went to orlando and when we got there i think before we even went to disney world the next day or whatever we went to a, a buffet an all-you-can-eat buffet and mm -hmm. i'd never been to an all-you-can-eat buffet and i think i was more excited by that than i was by disney world <laughs> Because I was like a place where you could just eat whatever. Like it was just crazy to me. Like I, I didn't, I've never experienced that anything and where I, I grew up in Massachusetts. So, um, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what buffet it was. I don't know if it's still around, but, uh, yeah, it, my eyes must've been like, wow. Like just the concept was really amazing. It didn't have the name golden corral in it, did it? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, for me, uh, if I'm on the road, if I'm traveling, uh, when I get to some place and I, it's time for dinner before I go back to the hotel and crash and do whatever I'm going to do the next day, for me, the best thing is to have comfort food. And there's nothing better for comfort food for me than a diner. Uh, a diner, diner for dinner. Food is awesome. That was my honorable mention for dinner. Yep. Breakfast a, for dinner. A, yeah. a diner for dinner. Because uh, yes, you have breakfast choices. You have all dinner choices. You can just have a sandwich. Whatever you, however hungry you are, they've got you covered. Um, and and there's, you know, I could. There's three that are on my list, and I have a hard time, a really hard time judging like a winner in the air. So I'm just going to quickly say. Um, one of them you're probably familiar with, Rebecca, and I know, Mike, you're familiar with because we ate there on Friday, and that's Stacks Omega Diner yeah. uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, now, these diners are not, they don't look like your traditional, like when you think of a diner, like the tin or the metal outsides or whatever, uh, the cars, uh, but but they do have everything else right. I mean, the food is right. The service is always uh, friendly. Uh, and you know, and you better save room for dessert because all these, all three of these places I'm going to mention have beautiful cakes on display, mm. uh, 
uh, and beautiful bakeries as well. Like they're just, they're all set. Um, Omegas are massive. Like the pieces that they serve you are just. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, but they're, they're, I mean, then they're good enough that, you know, I can take them back to the hotel and finish them off like in the morning or whatever. So um, they're, uh, they're uh, amazing. Um, so the other choice for a diner is uh, in Chattanooga. It's called the City Diner. I think there's actually two of them. One is downtown and one is near the um, uh, McKay's. McKay's, right? Um, Again, both play. I've been to both. They're both, uh, they both are solid. uh, And they're up, they're, they're open really late. So if you want a late night dinner, uh, if you've been on the road and it's like, you know, 10 or 11, you can still go and get a pretty decent meal of those diners. You can't do that. That's really not late. (laughs) <laughs> well, you for, can't Chatt- do that for, Chatt- for Chattanooga, that's late. Yes. Well, but you know else is for Greenville, that's late because Saks closes at eight, even on yeah. Friday. Um, nothing in, in, in Maryland. Like, well, where we live in suburban Maryland, outside of D.C., there's no diners. There's no late night dining. It's terrible. There's it no is silver diner anymore. It's weird. I have uh, I have realized that, yeah, not every place has a cool diner. And, and uh, you know, Chattanooga and Greenville, you know, they... They, there may not be huge metropolitan meccas, but they've got really good diners. Uh, um, the third choice I have for the best diner is Marietta Diner. Oh, uh, Marietta Diner. Cheryl knows yeah. that well. Cheryl yeah. knows it well. Yeah, absolutely. That's how she ended up with ketchup I, on her face uh, there. Because it's because it for me it's a road trip to get to Marietta. <laughs> it's it feels like it takes like three or four hours to get there sometimes. So, uh, but it's worth it um, because again, they have uh, everything you could want um, and they do it, they do everything pretty well. And that's not an easy thing. Most uh, restaurants have a specialty and then they make do with other, other things, but a diner has to cover all their bases and eh, some some are better than others. Right. But Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're usually really good. So at least these three places are good. You can't go wrong. Marietta diner is interesting because it's a true Greek diner. And, you know, it's, we, we tease and say it's run by the Greek mafia. And, you know, in some ways, I think possibly well, it is. That's technically all of the Staxes in Greenville, too, because it's run by the Stathakis family. Oh, so, right. Yeah. Yes. The diners were one of their big things when mm-hmm. they immigrated over. Mm-hmm. And, there and is it's a, awesome. There is a diner that I've been to as well in, in Fort Lauderdale, but I can't remember the name of it. So, and I, I didn't get a chance to look it up so but there that was pretty that's pretty good too but i will say um the one thing that uh city diner and marietta diner have in common is they get their cakes from the same place uh i don't know if i don't know who makes the cakes provides the cakes for greenville but i mean i imagine it I'm might not be the sure same either. Place. it might i don't know well yeah but it's because uh, alpine bakery makes the cakes for over for Marietta Diner and also for City Diner up yeah. in Chattanooga and a couple and of other I places. I love Alpine. The they are so good, so, so good. good. Red velvet all the way, baby. They have this one cake. I'm getting sidetracked. That has all the different cakes. It's mm-hmm. a cake that has all the different cakes. Yeah, I've seen some of those really stack cake. up cakes and then and pies inside of cakes. Like that's crazy. But cheesecake yeah. inside of it, cake. like had a layer of red velvet, <laughs> a carrot, of chocolate, of lemon. Oh wow. my goodness! All right, my, so my um my honorable mention diner, just to tag on to to your diner thing, is in yeah. Philadelphia. 
Um, it's I. Uh, it's called Bob's Diner, but I we call it Diner of the Dead because it's literally like in a cemetery. <laughs> wow, that's even better. That's it's awesome. like a. It's one of the train car <laughs> diner things, right? But it's mm-hmm. like it's it's inserted in, and like if you look out certain windows, you just you're there's the cemetery that's there. So we call it the Diner of the Dead, but it's Bob's. People um, die to get in there. And it's, it's awesome. just this, <laughs> it's just your standard diner. Like I, we would always eat the breakfast stuff there, but it's, I think it's more the, the location is pretty amusing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just as Bob's long as diner, just as long diner. as they don't have like a Sweeney Todd thing going on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would not be well. Well, they the said they were going to Philly, the bathroom. You know. Oh, well. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh my goodness. No, no. Don't try the meat pie. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Any other honorable mentions for dinner? Yes, I have one. I just thought Absolutely. of it while we were talking. Um, we would go to Daytona when I was a child and always get pizza at this Athens pizza place. And after I went to college, my parents would actually still go there and they would package up a pizza to bring home to me. And there was like massive discussion in the restaurant of how was the best way to package it so they could get it home. <laughs> <laughs> should they bake it should they half bake it should they all bake it so they like would package it up individually and so my parents could put it in an ice chest and uh, my mom and dad my mom and I went down there after my dad died and I tried to find it and I think I found it I wasn't 100% sure but we did find an Athens pizza place there and we had our regular standard pizza and it was it was awesome and a good memory no, that's I love awesome pizza. I do have an honorable mention also um, actually two, um, one was coming back from a kid. Um, whenever we used to do road trips, we used to go to Howard Johnson's and <laughs> we used to too. get fried clams. We used to get the fried clam rolls. The, and it was a fried clam boat. boat my... That's right. It was fried clams in a hot dog bun, basically. <laughs> and it was awesome. And you then used to get for dessert, which we were not talking about yet, but the Howard Johnson's ice cream was always the best and it was consistent whenever you were on the road you always found the orange roof and it was it was pretty darn awesome my other honorable mention is a it's a small chain in the dc area and we used to drive you know when we used to go out at night and stuff and we used to go to hard times cafe which is a chili place that's located in the DC area. And it is amazing. They had five different types of chili and it was amazing to be able to do. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, I think there's the one in Rockville still. And I think there's a couple, Mm. I think Arlington, I think is another one. The one in Rockville is gone, babe. No, no. Maybe Maybe college park. No, I know there's old town Alexandria also still there. Cause I get emails from them. So saying we miss you. No. So, <laughs> so, and it's, it's awesome. Cause they have, you know, Cincinnati chili, they have Texas chili, Carolina chili, and you know, it's awesome. They have a vegetarian chili and it's some amazing, amazing stuff. And they literally cook it. The kit, everyone sits around the kitchen basically at the place and, it's pretty awesome when they do that and the food is greasy it's delicious and you know if you're driving anywhere you have to run to get somewhere to be able to take care of it <laughs> which is pretty awesome hmm. cool you had a second one too that was my second, second one gotcha, gotcha. i had oh. one what about vincent's pizza park mike 
Oh, Vincent's is awesome. Talk about ashes. It, you know, this place was a total hole in the wall in Forest Hills, Pennsylvania, right outside mm-hmm. of Pittsburgh. So after Steelers game, we're headed home, right, to get to the turnpike. And it's a, a, a pizza place with pizzas the size of a small table mm-hmm. with big, poofy, burnt, you know, bubbles around the edges with pools of oil in the center um, the sausage were like these baseball mounds of like, again, when I ate meat, I don't eat meat anymore. Boy, oh, we, we drive home with probably, you know, still three quarters of it. And, um, it would like smell up the whole well, Do you car. remember when we used to go to the drive-in, we used to get the pizza and take it yes, out to the drive-in I lived in Pittsburgh. Us. Yeah. I lived in Pittsburgh for a little while and in Forest Hills. And we would have never known about this pizza place if I had lived in the area, you know, because it's not downtown. It's, um, it's but again, you'd see Vincent, Vince, the Vincent, who's no longer with us, but he'd have a cigarette hanging out of his mouth with the ash this long as he's getting <laughs> the pizza prepared. <laughs> That's and it's worth the trip to Pittsburgh just for that, though. Yeah, it, really it is. is. I mean, we we do. We we definitely hit it whenever we can, even as a vegetarian. Um, and now, unfortunately, we have two of those tables. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get a veggie one. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give uh, uh, a honorable mention to a place that uh, Ivan's wants, but it's really more of a place that Michelle loves. And uh, Tyra, you just reminded me of it because just this week it was her birthday, so we had pizza shipped from Iowa to uh, to uh, heat up here. Because uh, you cannot get this stuff anywhere else. Uh, well, there's it's a chain, so you can get it in parts of the Midwest and various other places too, but nothing in the South. And it's a uh, it's a pizza and ice cream place called Happy Joe's. We did not get the ice cream shipped down here, but just the pizza. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh, they, in addition to making like traditional pizza or whatever, um, I will say that it is unique tasting, so I can understand why growing up. Uh, you would get attached to it and not be able to find it anywhere else. So you'd you'd be craving it. So you need to get it shipped or something like that. Um, They have uh, different signature pizzas that Michelle loves and she's never been able to get. Like one of them is sauerkraut pizza, which I can Whoa. Sorry, not not enough for me either. No, but, I like uh, it. No, I love sauerkraut. I think that's good. But, uh, but uh, she was very, the, the smile on her face when we heated it up and she took her first bite was, 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 was worth the whole whatever it cost to ship it down here. Um, and, uh, and then they have a taco pizza, which uh, they were one of the first restaurant companies in the world to do this. And they do it better than, it's, it's, it's great. It's better than any taco pizza I've ever had before. It, it doesn't like, yeah, it sounds weird, but it was really good. So, um, so I will give. We'll take a, your word on it. Okay. Shout out to Happy Joe's because uh, uh, it was fun to have their food down here for a little bit. Actually, I Michael, think where freezer. where was that again? Out of? Uh, well, she's from Davenport, Iowa, Quad Cities. Okay. Uh, so I have a friend a... named Joe who is from Iowa. Who <laughs> we're going to see in New Orleans in about a week and a half. So I'm going to ask him about Happy Joe's. That Happy Joe's. Yeah, I think there you have um, some scattered throughout Iowa and like various other places uh, in the Midwest mostly. Um, I think there's a couple here and there. I know there's one in Egypt for some reason, but uh, 
so yeah, you can check their website for more locations. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm hung up yeah. on the sauerkraut pizza. Yeah, I know. No, I w- I kind of want it. Like if me you too, sauerkraut. Rebecca. I'm in it. But like, that. if you put hot dogs and sauerkraut and some mustard on a pizza, I would eat that. Why wouldn't you? It wouldn't I be able to have that. tomato sauce though. It couldn't it's be like tomato taste. sauce. No, no it tomato sauce. Like mustard. Yeah, I stuff. I don't yeah. I don't think it does. But yeah, uh, well, I don't. Yeah, I'm down. I I would eat that. Have some Beyond sausage on that bad boy. Yeah, yeah. You can have the Beyond. Yep, yep. Good mustard. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Cleveland mustard. Cleveland mustard. <laughs> All right. So I've known people to ship is the varsity. Uh, no. Yep. Does, does varsity ship or did you, would you need to go and get what it? Am I, no. uh, I, the, I went to Georgia state and one of the deans there would go and get it from the varsity and like her daughter lived in Florida and she would ship it down with FedEx as fast as she could. Wow. It wow. would have to be fast because it doesn't. That's really, really oh yucky. God. It does not. Or does it imagine. stay forever like McDonald's? You can like eat. That's like <laughs> yeah, preserved. I don't know. I yeah. Ooh, uh, it's been a while since I've had that. I yeah, that's something I could I like, but I can only have it like once a year, maybe. I need um, some onion rings. That's really what I need from it. Onion rings, yes. It saved um, me after a particularly. Um, crazy uh dragon con day and night yeah oh. definitely the varsity mm-hmm. saved me mm-hmm. what do you have what do you have all right so last but not least we've got snacks desserts whatever um uh i know we got to be make this quick and you know it's a snack or dessert thing so yeah you're on the road um but mike you already kind of stole mine because i was going to say bucky's because if you want a snack they have everything uh except for pepsi products they don't have pepsi products Thank um God. but they have everything um, for uh, that you could want, including, you know, brisket. But uh, if you want to have that as a snack. And uh, running shorts. Or, yeah, running any shorts. Sort, or any sort of candy. They are, uh, I almost bought the, the Bucky's onesie, so you never know. <laughs> I have the tank top, the running shorts, the cap. I'm not kidding. T-shirt. So, Mike, if you said Bucky's for, uh, for, for lunch, what are you thinking for a snack then? Well, for snack, um, for me, I would love, you know, I would go up to Canada and I would get Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons coffee. And as they call them, uh, they call them Timmy bites, which are basically donut holes. And they are exactly. And they're amazing. And um, they're, they're a great, great snack and they're easy. They're not met. It's not that messy you know, when you get them and cause that's for me, when I'm driving, I want to have something that I could just grab and, you know, shove in my mouth and not have it in my lap half the, sh- you know, and, you know, or down my shirt. And a lot of times, you know, if you get fries or if you get something, you know, messier like nachos or, you know, something like that, sure. it's, you know, it's easier that way. And, um, a good cup of coffee will, or iced coffee will keep me going for hours. So, and it's a great thing. And Timmy's, and they're actually opening Tim Hortons down here in Georgia, which is really, really? awesome. Yes. Ooh, wow. There. Lots of things but, are coming to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting Whataburger and Tim Hortons from both ends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got a couple of the country, people. not the best enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyra, what about you? What uh, What do you have for snack or dessert or what have you? Drink or I whatever. Went, I went drinks, so I have two. One is in New Orleans. I guess it's a theme for me today. Uh, Daisy Dukes. 
has two for one margaritas and bottomless hurricanes. That's perfect if you're oh, driving. Oh my gosh. On road trips. Yeah. So yeah, this is after <laughs> you've arrived and they'll like serve you the hurricane and they'll ask you, is that too much alcohol? Do you need more alcohol? Oh, we'll make the next one better. <laughs> Fabulous. Wow. I had three um, uh, Bloody Marys and I was quite happy. So my other place is a coffee place because we search out uh, hometown coffee places wherever we go. Mm-hmm. And this one's in Jensen Beach, Florida. It's called the Bunkhouse Coffee. And it's right off of Jensen's um, main square. And they serve every, they have a lot of vegan foods. So you're set. You can go there. But they have amazing coffee and smoothies. And every time we're in Jensen, we we go there. So Bunkhouse Coffee in Jensen Beach. Nice. Nice. Uh, Rebecca, what about you? Um, I have generic answers. Uh, Basically, the getting up early in the morning and leaving before the sun comes up and getting a huge cup of iced coffee or cold brew, preferably, with oat milk in it is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, Just a big, big, big one, too. And uh, just... The bigger, drive, the better. Drinking, <laughs> drive drinking that as the sun comes up. It's very and nice. oat milk. Can we just talk about how wonderful oat milk is? Oat milk is the way to go. Yeah. I love it. Um, and as far as food, I said anything. That's the wonderful part about snacks on a road trip. Um, everybody, <laughs> it's common knowledge that you don't have to count those calories. Absolutely. They don't, <laughs> they don't count if you're going between state lines. So it's See? perfect. As long See? as you're driving and in mm-hmm. motion, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't count. You're burning them off as you're eating yep. them. Right. Yep, and especially exactly. if you're changing time zones, it's even better. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you just, actually you lose, lose weight. You, yeah. You uh-huh. lose calories that way. Yeah. It's exactly. amazing how that works. So yep. very nice. Very nice. <laughs> and uh, last but certainly not least, our gourmet, Sherry, what, what, what dessert snack food do you have for us? You guys will love this. So there's a little place in Pittsburgh that, again, is not downtown. It's kind of off the beaten path, not far from downtown. That Dell and I went to last time we went to a Steelers game the next morning. We went at 10 in the morning, but it wasn't breakfast because it was called Pierogies. Um, hold on, let me get the exact name. Pierogies Plus. And it was actually like an old gas station that was converted to these little old ladies are in there and you can get all kinds of pierogies and we got them. Um, we ate them right in the car <laughs> in the morning. Cause if you go later, like, forget about it. There's going to be lines and lines and lines. So we went on a Monday. I think it was, the game was on a Sunday. So we went Monday morning, as soon as they opened and people were, I think it was around, I think it was around Thanksgiving or Christmas. Cause people were like ordering massive amounts of them for the holidays and um, we even got, I think it was ricotta and apricot pierogies. Wow. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Delhi got some kind of, you know, big old kielbasa with sauerkraut too, you know, so they have for the meat lovers. Yeah, sauerkraut. That's very yeah. safe. We have to go back there. <laughs> yeah. Pierogies plus Yes, y'all. we do. We have to go back to the sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great place to end it. Uh, uh, so, um, yeah. So, because I am, you know, sauerkraut aside, I am starving now. So we've had all this talk about food. We're gonna have to put an end to this for now. But thank you guys so much for uh, for listing your favorite places to eat, especially when you're traveling. Um, we will be right back after. I think we're gonna actually. I think we do. We have. We do have a. Uh, we have a creative, creative outlet. outlet. This, yeah, we have a creative outlet this week. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to close the show. 
Hi, this is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box Office Buzz. I've mostly recovered from the shock of all of last week's Star Wars celebration announcements and getting back to business as usual. So no new Star Wars stuff to talk about this week, sadly, but still some new stuff coming out in theaters. We have several, which is always interesting to me in this post-COVID era. It feels like things are finally starting to pick back up at the movie theater. We have the horror film Evil Dead Rise and then a military action thriller from Guy Ritchie, which seems a little bit different than the type of movies that he tends to make. So I don't know if this is necessarily one that I'm personally interested in seeing. Um, It's called The Covenant, but we'll be curious to see how it does. The movie that I do really want to see is a smaller film, but I saw a trailer for it earlier this year and was just captivated by the trailer. Um, It's called Chevalier. It is about the son of an African slave and a French plantation owner who is a virtuoso violinist in France. It is based on a true story, and I really love period dramas, historical dramas. Um, I was not familiar with this person from history, so I'm excited to see it learn more about it. Again, really great, compelling trailer, and I can't wait to check that out. Hopefully it will be coming to my theater. It's in more limited release, but hopefully I'll be able to see it and write a review. And finally, over on the small screen streaming is, of course, the finale of The Mandalorian. This season has definitely had some ups and downs, but the episode before the finale was really incredible and mind-blowing. No spoilers in case you haven't seen it yet, but is really blowing the universe wide open for future storytelling with The Mandalorian. Can't wait to see what characters may or may not cameo next week. And that's it for this week's Box Office Buzz. If you're looking for more entertainment-related content, be sure to check out my blog over on the ESO Podcast website. This week, I'm planning to post a review of Shadow and Bone Season 2 from Netflix. Hi, I'm Gina Shock from the Go-Go's, fabulous drummer of the Go-Go's. Hi, this is Tony Levin of King Crimson. Hi, this is David Fishoff of the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Hi, this is Richard Evans. I am the author of Listening to the Music the Machines Make. Hi, this is Teresa Kariakis, punk rock photographer. Hi, I'm Tom Bojour, author of Nothing But a Good Time, and you are listening to Modern Musicology. Modern Musicology. Modern Musicology. You're listening to Modern Musicology, so, you know, Pay attention, you might learn something. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. And now we're here with our friend Zach Howard. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello, how are you? Howdy. Cool. You have a great project going on. You got Moonshine Bigfoot. I do, I do. That's my uh, new image series that we're in the middle of our uh, Kickstarter uh, for. It's uh, been going very well. We funded in 11 hours. We were number three ranked uh, Kickstarter uh, in the world, I think, during C2E2, which was pretty cool. Uh, Got a a lot of fanfare there. Great reception. Uh, So, yeah, we're pretty excited. uh, you want me That's to go awesome. into the pitch or uh no, absolutely no. tell us yeah, about of it of course let's tell go let's go fans <laughs> what we're is bigfoot we want to okay. know what it is we're gonna we're gonna give it to you here the, the the fast pitch so our our tagline is the greatest crypto zoological action adventure comedy of all time 
to uh, make you run out of breath properly. And uh, we're just trying to, uh, uh, I was in the middle of uh, my opus, my next book that I'm doing, but it's about 450 pages uh, and pretty heavy handed. It's good stuff. I'm proud of it. But uh, uh, I was in some movie negotiations for an old IP I did uh, with Sean Murphy called Outer Orbit. And cool. uh, who knows that. if it's going to happen. These, these deals, they, they're, they're wonky as hell, but it was really exciting. Um, and they're very interested in making an animated movie out of it. And it got me thinking as I, I kind of, the, the last 15 plus years of my career, mostly just been horror comics and Joe Hill and Hellboy and blood and guts and, and tension and all these things like, and darkness and I was thinking back how much fun I had doing a comedy. And that's uh, just stuck with me over a six-month period. And next thing you know, I'm drawing uh, a Bigfoot, uh, driving a, a hot rod car out running the law, trying to get his moonshine to the local speakeasy. And uh, uh, we're pretty proud of it. It's uh, it's kind of a loving satire of 1980. I just choose that year uh, to, to kind of help pinpoint people a little bit, but 1980 Americana. So we're, we're taking this originally came off of us uh, kind of bitching and making fun of uh, the Dukes of Hazard and how they just keep trying to remake it, but they kind of forget whenever you see Hollywood, not always, but almost always when you see Hollywood remaking things, they forget the the kind of like the spirit, the soul of the project and why it was popular at the time it was popular. What, what All the ingredients that made it popular at that time and what endeared uh, itself to the fan base. And uh, uh, instead, they just try to make it a high octane modern version of X. And, and it just becomes kind of a sad parody of what it was. Uh, and... Uh, so regardless, short, uh, long story short, I was bitching. I said, if, well, if you're going to make another uh, uh, Dukes of Hazard movie, just have Bigfoot driving the damn thing. And the uh, next six months Nick. later, we're literally drawing it. And uh, under a concept, we got Image picked up the series concept in a, in a paragraph write-up. And uh, fortunately, I, I have some contacts, uh, and uh, that went really well. And I had to put together a quick crew, and I got uh, Steve Ellis, who's a painter now for Magic the Gathering, but he used to draw Lobo, uh, a good friend of mine. He's cartooning mm-hmm. it, and then I sure. do finishes over it. Uh, I, I couldn't be happier uh, with this book. It's, it's. Uh, I promise it'll make you laugh, and I think that's something, actual humor. I, I challenge everybody, when's the last time you actually read a story that was funny in comic books? Like actually funny that that not just a shtick of let's throw Deadpool's stupid head over a, a ravine or something like that and he'll grow on the other side. Um, those jokes are just kind of beaten to the ground. I think we have legitimate page by page funny satire uh, with very endearing characters in a ridiculous world. And uh, I hope everybody at least looks at our animated trailer because I think it'll curl your toes. So that's awesome. It is yeah. awesome. You got, I saw some of the drawings, like the original sketches and stuff, and they look great. Oh, they thanks, really look man. great. Yeah, the art, the art is very fun. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. I like to think the stories is good, but one thing I can promise you, uh, uh, Steve Ellis, Nelson Daniel, and myself, that's 75 years combined. 
comic book talent, <laughs> Eisner's, Harvey Awards, whatever indie awards that have come and gone over the, the last three decades and all the crap in between. And we're bringing our absolute best. Uh, we're, we're bringing very high level, high octane artwork, uh, 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 to a project I don't think you'd normally see that type of stuff on. Uh, you'd usually see kind of uh, run-of-the-mill cartooning. Um, and I think we bring high-level illustration with a really fun flair uh, that feels animated, but it's still highly textured. And my usual crap, four billion trees. <laughs> right. right. Stuff like that. So I think it's engaging on on all fronts. I think the characters are endearing. We're all very good storytellers, and I think we got a lightning in the bottle story. And uh, 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 it's just, I think the art's going to, again, curl your toes. And well, uh, the, quest- the you- question I had with the project was is it one and done, or is it going to be a full series? Or- well, it's four. It's a four issue image series. It's going to be 100 pages, approximately 100 pages, about 24 to 26 pages an issue we have blocked in right now. We're in the right. middle of issue one. We had to get going on this. Uh, though it comes out this February, uh, we wanted to avoid uh, the holidays because originally we were given like the week of Thanksgiving or some crap like that. And I was like, I don't want my book launching when grandma's, you know, making uh, <laughs> uh, cranberries for you. Um, so, and then Christmas and all that. So we just chose February. Then we don't have to worry about bunch ups on scheduling or anything like that. And uh, yeah. So it's a hundred pages and uh, awesome. going so well, we've already planned the sequel. The sequel's called Canada ball run. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're having a lot of fun with that era Sticking with that eighties vibe. Well, the thing oh, is yeah. what I'm trying, what, what I really miss about that era. And I think Dukes of Hazard, Dukes of Hazard is a good case study is that when you were watching these kind of high concept, goofy kind of like live action cartoon, shows like Dukes of Hazard or Knight Rider or whatever, um, BJ and the Bear, you didn't you didn't really delve into uh geopolitical struggles and things like that. It was a very clean, small little microcosm of fun. And you didn't think about things like I had no idea who General Lee was and what the Civil War really meant and things like that. So all that pollution that comes with you know, that flag and the general, the civil war and all that terrible heavy weight that comes with that. You did, that didn't affect you as a kid. You were just kind of in the moment, enjoying these two goofballs outwitting bumbling lawmen and doing huge jumps and things like that. And I I really think I miss. I don't don't think they even touched on any of that until the movie, that, that that horrible movie. (laughs) Well, see, that's the thing is, they're going about those types of things. We didn't like the movie just because it had a, I mean, it, again, the plush that comes with the Dixie flag on the car and things like that. That isn't why we loved it as a kid. We just loved it as a hot rotting, you know, chase show. And it was right. a slice of Americana, albeit very uh, naively presented, you know, uh, <laughs> compared to the, the, the terribleness of the real world. Um, but I miss that escapism to where you could get lost in something. And you're like, here's a goofy world that you can leave all your troubles behind and just smile for X amount of time. And uh, that's what we're trying to harness with this. So we bring in all the fun uh, kind of uh, 
uh, pop culture at the time, the first wave of uh, anime coming to the U.S., uh, like speed racer tropes in it. I mentioned BJ and the Bear. He'll be dry, running him off the road. We have uh, one of the my favorite things about this, Bigfoot's the skeptic in the story. He's the Scully from X-Files. So every, the whole world around him is crazy, but he doesn't really believe in anything. He's just a good old boy trying to get his work done. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but, you know, with the, hell, G-Force, uh, 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 Transformers, Knight Ray, all these goofball shows and high cons, just these really simplistic high concept things that brought a lot of joy to me as a kid, whether justified or not, we're trying to capture that magic again and just kind of stuff it in a, uh, I call it highbrow toilet humor. So we're very being very thoughtful about our stupid jokes in it, if that makes sense. And no, absolutely, totally makes sense. And so, oh, how go, can go, people go. find? How, how can people find you? So um, we're on Kickstarter right now. Under let me just so I don't I'm dyslexic, so I don't want to say the link wrong. But uh, 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 you can go to uh, Kickstarter right now. You can just search us there, or you can go to www inked.pub slash moonshine bigfoot and uh there we are and uh yeah you get uh uh i don't know i'm pretty excited i wish i hope everybody at least checks out the trailer because we got a minute and a half animated trailer uh it's pretty brilliant um at least i think it is and we got we even hired an actor to do kind of waylon jennings vo so like he the Waylon Jennings from Dukes of Hazard when he's all hey the good old boys just don't know what they're getting into type stuff uh, we got that for the VO of it and it kind of shows the whole tone and wackiness of the world and uh, hey, here's a good one uh, we have uh, just to kind of sum up our our stupid world that we built Ronald Reagan is actually an escaped repurposed Chuck E Cheese uh, animatronic doll. And uh, so, like, during the middle of U.N. speeches, he's all serious. And then he'll break down and start singing a 20-minute song about pizza deals. And nobody even <laughs> says a word. And then he goes back to it. And he's talking <laughs> official and everything like that. And that's the fun of our world. We got a disgraced former child t- television host that his puppet uh, runs the uh, uh, black market for the entire South. And his name is Uncle Pineapple. And he's just a blistering drunk with a uh a proper british uh parrot that that's a puppet that he talks to or i think it's a vulture but his girlfriend amethyst is a new age hippie at least in from 1981 uh that makes her living by selling uh, pictures of her feet in the back of magazines and we had to come up with a thing where there's not only fans back in 1980 so uh she's uh, a foot salesman uh selling pictures and in fact she's the uh, inciting incident for the moonshine still to get infested with hallucinogenic mushrooms because during one of her sock moon blessing ceremonies, she dropped all of her psilocybin mushrooms in the still and moonshine un- unbeknownst to moonshine, Bigfoot, he, he creates uh, the uh, basically the best way to describe it is uh, they live glasses like from John Carpenter's movie, they live. Mm-hmm. So if you drink this moonshine, you can see through propaganda and uh things like that and a senator actually ends up having a drink of this and goes on a big spiel and that's how the illuminati our version of the illuminati gets involved and tries to come after bigfoot so uh and of course they have like if you remember the old cartoon mask 
where they had those stupid, you know, they fly a mask oh, yeah. aircraft. So we're trying to, if you're Gen X, this is just cotton candy laced with <laughs> a little bit of crack in it uh, for you. I love it. That so. sounds awesome, dude. <laughs> well, great. well, we will have a link to it in our show notes. And uh, as we like to remind people, just because they've met their goal doesn't mean that they don't need your support. So uh, if you want to get this book, want to make sure that this book happens and everybody gets everybody gets paid, uh, you want the book anyway. You have to get the book. I mean, it's Bigfoot, Trucker, Bigfoot. You have to get this book. So uh, I definitely recommend checking it out on Kickstarter. And yes, and just because image is associated with it doesn't mean that like they're all getting image money either. Well, image is just, a, it's, it's, you get a percentage of sales. So to produce the book, they don't pay for a dime. Right. Uh, even a jerk like me, you know, I don't get my Hellboy rate for, for drawing <laughs> my own image series. Right. So this is how we fund it. And, Absolutely. you know, I have, I, again, we have three expensive artists and a writer and a letterer to pay for. We're going to make do with whatever we get. And I'm honored that people give us this money. And there's two things that we're doing to show that appreciation. One, we're going to give a, a certain portion of all the, of the money, whatever percentage uh, or whatever total we get, we're giving a percentage to St. Jude's Hospital, which have already done one charity. Uh, uh, we've already done one moonshine drink and draw at C2E2, which went really awesome. well. Um, and we're going to continue that because I think it's very important to to pay it forward if people Absolutely. are going to give us. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's quite charity because you get books and artwork and stickers and coffee mugs and T-shirts. But it is charitable because you're helping us be independent. I don't want to go back to drawing inking iron, uh, uh, Aquaman annuals. It's it's I'm I'm very honored to draw for a living, but there's just certain things that just grind you to a pulp. You want to do other things with your life, and this is a chance for all of us to own this IP, get paid as ind independent creators. Um, albeit you know, whatever money we can get. Uh, and so far people have been wonderful to us. Uh, and to that point, we have, we just passed our fourth stretch goal. And that nice. means you get a total, every stretch goal, we're giving uh, uh, two to four books to away with the, uh, so you get, you get two to four books, every stretch goal, every, for every backer. So if you, even if you back $1 at the end of this, you're going to get the total of all the books that, uh, were for each stretch goal and right now we're at 13 books that you get for free uh, and that includes awesome. uh i think it's the first three it went from simple things like uh, i think it's called america kaiju and our, our production studios book mm -hmm. um you get those three issues but then you get to the second tier you start getting to the better stuff um uh which was like uh my my old podcast art book which involves like dan panosian all the heavy hitters and us mm -hmm. doing like mike mignola and all those fun. So you get an entire sketch, get the PDF of that. Um, and then, oh, you get Groom Lake, which is Temple Smith's uh, book, um, and Chris Ryle. Uh, and then a lot, you get my just out of print most popular sketchbook. It's my cover process sketchbook, which is completely out of print now. So you get that PDF. And then uh, we also have High Moon, which is Steve Ellis's DC book, which is pretty hot. And it's out of print nowadays. Uh, so you get the entire volume of that, the whole wow. first volume. So you get a free graphic novel. And then we just hit our fourth stretch goal. And uh, Claire Meath, my studio mate, up-and-comer, just has a hit book, Mother 47 with CEX. Uh, she has very popular sketchbooks that she does every year. 
uh, you get the first four out of print ones uh, that you can't get anymore uh, uh, for the fourth stretch goal, along with um, Ash Woods string divers. So nice. we're not trying to give chump change. You get 12 badass books, no matter what you give us. $1, you get 12 books. So we're trying to be generous. We pulled all of our resources, even Chris Ryle, my old, uh, who I did Shaun of the Dead with, um, uh, my, my, one of my first editors, I did his first comic book. He's now doing Syzygy, Syzygy Press for, uh, an imprint of image. And that's who we're going through. He's throwing his books in the ring. Um, we, we nice. weren't expecting to get rid of all of our stretch goals so quickly. So we got to come up with some more, but at this moment, you get a good problem to have books. Uh, and we got great stuff, cheap signed books, cheaper than you can buy them on the stand. Um, the cheapest way you can get original art from Steve Ellis and I, it's only hell. I think it, I can't even remember what we have at it right now. It's like 180 to 200. You get an original page of pencils and original page of inks by me. And you know, this is, if you have to go through my dealer, it's a quite a different price. Um, <laughs> first posters already sold. Second covers available. We had a lot of fun things like you could be the speaking role. You could be the bartender in the speakeasy of Uncle Pineapple Speakeasy. That went in three minutes. We weren't expecting anybody to grab that one. And uh, it, there's six people that are going to, that paid to be in the comic book. So they're going to be patrons drinking in the bar and stuff. So we try to make it fun and we just put up merch for it so you can get uh, stickers. Our, our beer coasters have been very popular. Uh, for whatever reason, and so on. So I apologize for blathering and shooting yeah. the ear off of your, your listeners. It, it, it's good Our stuff. Listeners and, love it. Don't and worry. as this comes out, people will have less than a week to uh, to join in on the fun. So go to this Kickstarter. We'll have a link in our show notes. We should exactly. be past our fifth stretch goal by then. So I think at that point you get like 800 books. I don't know. We're going to have, <laughs> you're gonna gonna long have box. some fun for you. You get a long box shipped to your house. Uh, That's what you get. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. It's been and awesome Zach to have you Zach will sign on. the box and everything. So it's I will. I promise. In gold. Thank no, you for exactly. having me, guys. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break and we'll close up the show. Just a good old boy. Wouldn't change if they could. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. So let's go wrap up this episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank our guest for being here. Tyra, thank you so much as always. Thanks, Mike and Michael. Anything you want to shout out about or promote? Yes. Find Building Bold Connections on, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tyra Burton. And there's a link tree that will help you find my podcast. And I'm all over the web as Tyra Burton because I keep beating the other Tyra Burtons to my name. That's even better. <laughs> that is even better. 
And Rebecca, thank you first off so much for dealing with me at South Carolina over the weekend. <laughs> it was a I, ton of fun hanging with you. I was you. happy happy to hang out. It was great. It was a great time. <laughs> Anything you want to shout out about? Sure. I, if anybody out there likes Stargate a lot, come listen to Three Fries Short, Unearthing the Stargate. We have a good time. Um, it's a funny time usually. So, yeah, check us out. Usually it is. But, you know. So. <laughs> and dear old Cheryl. Anything Young you want Cheryl. to promote? Younger than you, Cheryl. That's yes. what we remember. Um, Sherry, Cheryl, um, thanks for having me, Mike and Michael. I love being a part of my brother's geeky world in all the best ways. And um, check out Dear Someone Music. What do you think about that? We're on Facebook. We've um, got some music up there, harmonies and ukulele. And you could also check stuff. them out on YouTube, folks. Yeah, check me yeah. out on YouTube. What's Dear Sherry's channel? Yep. Dear someone, mm-hmm. or Sherry, C-H-E-H-R-E-E. Yep. And Mr. Mike, we've made it through another one, sir. We did. And as, uh, as usual with these shows, I'm I'm hungry as ever. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing that we make it through these. Awesome, awesome. Anything you want to shout out about, sir? Well, I have to shout out about SC Comic Con. I mean, uh, we had such a great time uh, this past weekend. Uh, once again, Robert, Michelle, all the volunteers, everybody who puts that show together does such a top-notch job. And I think this year was probably not only their biggest one yet, but I think it was one of their best, uh, if not the best. Uh, they've done, this is their ninth. I've been to seven of them. And uh, I've never sold more books than at a show than uh, at, at a SC Comic Con than this past weekend. Congratulations, so I thank everybody. Sir. Thank you. I thank awesome. everybody for coming by the table and just spending time and, of course, spending money. Um, it really means a lot to me. Um, and, uh, you know, great guests, talking with people. It was just an overall fun time. Uh, meeting you, Rebecca, was fun. Yeah, uh, Also, going out to eat, uh, Papa's some beer, of course. Didn't get a mention, but I'll mention them right now in this way, in this, in this show. Uh, you know, uh, there's nothing not to love. And next year is their 10th anniversary proper. So Robert says he's going to pull out all the stops. It's going to be even bigger and better. So I can't even wait to see what uh, he's going to come uh, come up with, uh, with a springboarding off of this year. Awesome. Awesome. It was a great show and met lots of great people, met a lot of listeners. And we gave a special little swag to folks who were established listeners. So it was pretty cool to be able to do that. And you know what? It's all about meeting new folks and seeing some amazing cosplay. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And that leads into my shout out. My shout out goes out to you guys at home. I want to give a huge, huge thank you. We got a note from our friends over at Good Pods and you guys are listening. We always tease that we don't have any listeners, but the Earth Station One podcast has, of course, made it to the following top listener charts on Good Spots. We're number two in the top 100 sci-fi chart. We are number five in the top 100 fantasy chart. And we're number 12 in the top 100 horror chart. Who would have thought we'd be in the horror chart? I guess they they see our faces now. When you start talking about powdered eggs, that's horror. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So thank you, guys. It is flattering. It's It's really awesome, guys. You know, we, we've been doing this for 13 years now, folks, and we're not looking to stop. So we'll get it right someday. Someday we'll get onto other charts, you know, but Hey, it's a start. 
and it does show people are listening people are subscribing to us up on youtube and people are finding us somehow i guess you guys are telling other people about us and they told one friend and they told another and the other one told them to go f off i don't know you know so it's always good to do that Mm -hmm. but it's a great thing and you know what thank you guys as always and as always thanks for listening to the earth station one podcast always remember we couldn't do this without you if you want to support the podcast, please check out our T Public store and get some really cool ESO Network swag, including the new Darren Noel Wonder Warrior shirt. Also, remember, if you want to listen to our show before the rest of the world, why not join in the ESO Network Patreon? For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support us here on Earth Station One. Check out the ESO Network Patreon at patreon.com slash ESO Network. Of course, we always want to hear from you guys. Please write us anytime at feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you could also find Earthstation One wherever fine podcasts are found. Now, Earthstation One can also be found in video format up on YouTube. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. And also remember, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, and also click on the bell so you know when new episodes are coming out. Thank you for listening to us, everyone. We do appreciate you guys more than you ever know. And on behalf of myself, Mike Faber, of course, Mr. Michael Gordon, and of course, Rebecca Davis, Tyra Burton, and Sherry Gendron. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll see you here next time on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we are done. Bye. Go get some food. Starving. (laughs) Come on. Everyone's going to Waffle House. Come on. Going on the road. You've been listening to the Earth Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.